and welcome to another episode of First Time Films. I'm your host today, Grace. We are also joined by Kwaku. Hello, Kwaku. What up? How's it going? You good? Good. How are you? Oh, not bad. It's good to have you hosting and like <laughs> some other people like truffles. I mean, sorry. Uh, yeah. So yeah, good having <laughs> you hosting. Oh, thank you. And we're also joined by Nikki. Nikki. Hello. Hello, I agree with Kwaku. I'm just glad to not have truffles here. Every episode I'm on, it's for him, and it's just me and him arguing with each other. So I'm just, I'm just glad to get a break for that. Mm. I know we're going to get sacked when he listens back to this one, but I will. No, I was brought back in to antagonise him. That's all I'm no. going to do. Is this your first episode back? No, for the couple. I was going to say, well, I good to know that you listen to them, Grace. <laughs> 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 I've had I've done I've done a couple of Star Wars ones where I just slated See, them, so I'm happy to like, this. Star Wars, can I skip past those ones there? Well, I, Grace, I've never listened to any pod. I do, I started off <laughs> listening to the ones that I was on. Now I don't even listen to them, and I've I've never listened to any of them. So right. when I came back, he was like, "Oh, so if you listen to the new groups, dynamic," and I was like, "Nope, no, I'm not." <laughs> Well, on that note, so today <laughs> we're looking at When Harry Met Sally, the 1989 film written by Nora Ephron and directed by Rob Reiner. Um, so, of course, this is a romantic comedy because we're in February, coming up to Valentine's Day. So, um, Kwaku, had you ever mm-hmm. seen When Harry Met Sally before or was this your first time? Literally my first time, especially eight and nine. I was that's the year I was born, so I'm showing my age here. <laughs> um, so yeah, this film is thirty two years old or whatever. I don't know the month it came out, but um, uh-huh. yeah, it's first time. I mean, you're gonna. There's still and first time films. They've still not suggested a film I've actually seen, so the <laughs> podcast can still function. Is there any of right. them? Go What's that? <laughs> is there any films you've seen? I have, I have, I have seen. In fact, I tell you this: after I watched Harry Met Sally, I watched again Romeo Must Die, and I forgot how good of a film that was. I've never seen. I've that. never seen that. I feel like you're viewing me. Honestly, I think we should just break the cycle and do a film I've actually seen, and I will and host else. it. I will <laughs> yeah. host it. Can we start the campaign now? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> so Quacky, what were your thoughts on it? Like had just initial broad thoughts on it. Um, did you like it? Yeah, no, I actually did because I, I have had a few ding dongs with uh, David. Mm-hmm. I, I I sometimes feel that he sometimes suggests a film knowing that like I I, I, I picture him in the West End just sitting at his evil lair <laughs> thinking what can Quacko hate? Let's stick him on that one. And uh-huh. it was a very apparent when he put me on Rock of Ages because I think <laughs> he fine well knew that I would hate that film and he still stuck me on it. So I naturally just berated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Nikki, what about you? Did Have you ever seen it before? Or is this your first yeah, time? I had seen it a while ago. We were supposed to do a podcast on it ages ago uh-huh. and it fell through because I dropped out. <laughs> so, you, but, you dropped out or were you sacked yeah, were you thrown well, yeah, he told me not to go on <laughs> uh, I, love, I love this film I went through a serious yeah. phase a while back of watching like old romantic comedies because mm-hmm. see the romantic comedies back then they were brilliant like, yeah. films like, like this that you've got you said Rob Reiner who's obviously his dad's Carl Reiner is a pure yeah. comedy legend 
Albino's brilliant as well. And you've got Billy Crystal, it's hilarious. Meg Ryan's brilliant. It was just like much, I think, much more simple back then, but it was just like get these people that are good at this and just get them to do that. And yeah, now, exactly. Yeah, currently. Sorry, I was going to say now, because there's so much money involved now, mm-hmm. it's just everything's like a blueprint of, I said this in Star Wars, like you do this and you do this and you make a certain mm-hmm. amount of money. But like I read ages ago that when, I can't remember her name, was it Nora Ephron or something? Yeah, you said? Nora Ephron, yeah. She'd done the screenplay and then they got Billy Crystal in because he was more of a comedy actor. They got him in to make his character funnier. So it was like just back in those days when you were like, right, just get someone funny in to do the thing that he's doing. Yeah, and... Just easy. From the sounds of things, just from like doing some readings, it really looks like it was, like Nora Ephron wrote the screenplay, but by the sounds of things, it really was her, Rob Reiner, Meg Ryan, and Billy Crystal. It was I a really getting based four on opinions. Rob Reiner going being single again. Yeah, yeah. I think. And um, but like, and so that's obviously what inspires Harry. And then supposedly, <sighs> Sally is basically just Nora Ephron and her friends. So it's literally those two. Exactly. Well, see what of rom-coms you got at that point. It was all just Woody Allen films. So it's just yeah. a man writing stories and then getting Diane Keaton to yeah. say what a man's writing but then you've got like different perspectives in this film that it's like you've, like the main like one of the most famous scenes like the fake orgasm scene yes. you get <laughs> things that from a woman's perspective that well, you probably didn't actually get at that point apparently the, re- the reason they included that was literally because Nora Ephron it kind of dawned on her she was like oh this is feels really about Harry and apparently Meg Ryan said, oh, like, I've got a funny idea for, like, because they were saying, okay, what's the topic about women? Um, and then I read a thing that was saying Rob Reiner, like, during a test screening, you noticed that that was the moment all the women in the audience couldn't stop laughing and the men were all quite silent. So that's when they were kind of like, okay, this is quite exactly. a balanced just, film. All those other films are just, like, guys saying, like, well, what do, what do girls say to their friends? Yeah. And then that's the first one where it's a girl being like, well, this, that, this is what. Yeah. Um, well, so I was going to say, so over the years, it's become, like you were saying, sort of the quintessential contemporary feel-good, in quotes, I've got that relationship movie. So, Nikki, would you consider it a feel-good film, despite the fact that it is based on Rob Reiner's sort of depressing single years? Yeah, I think... The whole way through it, you feel you kind of know they're they're going to end up together, yeah. But it's more like natural in the way that you that there is issues. Mm-hmm. Like I don't agree with a lot of like, you see the whole sentiment of you can't be friends. I was going to touch on that later. Yeah, without uh-huh. sex, and then obviously, and basically, then says at the end that like you can't because yeah. they do end up having sex. Well, I I was that's like, nonsense. I was going <laughs> to ask that as well. I was going to say, um, Quacky, what do you think? Do you think it? addresses the issue of men and women can't just be friends or do you think it just reinforces it? Um, I mean I do have a view on that kind of thing like mm-hmm. I mean a lot of my friends are girls uh-huh. um, but I've never had the urge to for a lack of a better term <laughs> jump on them <laughs> or, or, or even attempt or anything <laughs> so, and it's it's my life there um, so yeah the, <laughs> I do have views on certain relationships and stuff, and that actually comes from the past of when 
I hosted a late night radio show um, when I was <laughs> when I was doing stu- uh, hosting at a student radio show. So I got some stories from people and stuff like that. So I do have my view on that. But mm-hmm. in terms of just being friends, it is very very possible. Obviously, a clear line and relationship does need to be drawn, not like drawn a contract or something. <laughs> but there's a kind of thing of if something happens, it happens kind of thing. As long as you all can move on from whatever and just stay in a good good place, then yeah, it is what it is. I just think people like to put too many labels on things. And <laughs> it has to be it has to be official and it has to be the norm. It has See, to be I think that's way. what it says. It's like the only way it can be avoided is if you get married. Yeah. You know I mean, like the only way the sex isn't an issue is if you just marry them. And well, you're like, is that really like, the, it, the main it, point of this? Because it is an issue. Like, it's not like it happens in the film and they're suddenly like, oh, actually, yeah, that, that was fine. And then they get back together. It, it causes a real issue between them. Yeah, it does. Beca- it becomes more awkward after that. Yeah. And so, Quacka, do you think the film... How do you think... Do you think they sort of say flat out no they can't be friends or do you think it's sort of it's just one angle of looking at it see they they actually handled it quite well and the mm-hmm. fact that yes they did say it but later on they did become friends initially obviously yeah. some things later happened as we know however it was funny the way it was addressed by Sally saying hold on a minute, I thought you said men and women can't be friends kind of thing, so yeah, uh, yeah. kind of call them out in that way. Well, it's funny as well because, again, when I was reading up on it, it was saying, because that was such a big thing, that's almost like the tagline of the film. Obviously mm-hmm. Meg Ryan and um, Billy Crystal were asked a lot, and both did say, no, I think they can be friends, but it definitely was more of the female side. Meg Ryan was a lot more adamant, I think she says, Yes, they can be friends. I've got a lot of platonic male friends. It's not an issue. Whereas Billy Crystal said, I'm a bit more optimistic, but I do think it's difficult. So I think mm-hmm. it's quite interesting. It does provide sort of a balance. Mm-hmm. It, feel, it feels like a... Because like, I think as a genre, rom-coms are kind of unfairly kind of considered a lesser genre and kind of a female genre. But I think this film, like we're saying, it does provide quite a balance. Mm-hmm. Definitely both, both there is a lot of good rom-coms one of the, one of the problems is a lot of good rom-coms were made by Woody Allen who's a total weirdo I know, I know. so then you need to just <laughs> go well none of that happened just all a... those good ones are just gone <laughs> well, so, so I, would... I said to David the other day I've been reading this Norm Macdonald book and he says something he says it was funny <laughs> ha ha like a Woody Allen movie not funny <laughs> weird like a Woody Allen marriage <laughs> exactly what it is. So there's so many like Annie Hall and stuff that are brilliant movies. Oh, Every honestly. time you watch me, it's like this guy's a freak. No, honestly, I think Annie Hall. I know you guys have spoken about it before, but I think that is such a like. You can see so many stuff have been stemmed from that. It's really like groundbreaking. Even just breaking the fourth wall, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm but sure. But then it's him as well. We are just exactly. Like, oh, you're just a weirdo. You, yeah, it's like wish you could almost remake it and just but not somebody but someone that's not married to their daughter. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> sure stuff like Peep Show came about because of Annie Hall. Exactly. That whole, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But um, just when you were saying about the genre, so 
So in general, it is kind of considered quite a cheesy genre. More kind of like films from the 2000s, rom-coms. They're considered quite cheesy. And they're kind of meant to be close to real life, but they do kind of somewhat exaggerate, you know, They've got. They all live in New York. They all do this. Blah, blah. The high but, um, amazing apartments. And ex- yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Nick, do you think these characters and their relationship feel realistic, or do you think it still plays into that kind of? It's still a wee bit of like. See what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. they're supposed to have these jobs, and yet they've got so much free time. Yes. And you're I like would... nobody's ever and like out and about during the day, mm-hmm. and they just run into people. One of them's at work. No, it's just that. But you just need to kind of think, right, it's a movie. But it is like, like I kind of relate to Billy Crystal's character where I, I think I'm quite cynical uh-huh. and stuff like that. <laughs> so you can kind of relate to it. And, well, obviously, with what I've said so far, <laughs> I think you can kind of relate to that and go, right, that's kind of what people can be like. And then the, the fact that they, they don't just like see each other and think, oh, that that's the one. Like yeah. it's kind of worked at, and to the point where they then realise it. Like he has to, and even at the end, so even I'm sure skipping right to end here. But when he <laughs> he then says he has feelings for her, she's still like, no, it's just because you're lonely. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he he has to actually fight for it and like justify, which is what is what it's actually like. Like a relationship is no easy. You need to well, work at it. Yeah, it's interesting as well. The fact you said. Kind of just touching on their jobs, I thought it was quite interesting because it is like they do. I can't even really remember. I know she's a reporter. He's a political advisor. Yeah, yeah. But don't you think? I thought that was quite unusual for a rom com that their jobs so often in rom coms nowadays, the job becomes like a barrier to their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, so like oh, one's a career person. Yeah, they both seemingly have pretty good careers, but. It doesn't stop them in any uh, way. It's they like kind of get into it, isn't it? It's as if yeah. like their relationship is just. Like, I like that as well that you don't see. Yeah. It's supposed to be like years in between it. Yeah. It's just like they were just doing other things, but that doesn't really matter. It's yeah. just what happens to those two. And I like the fact that in this film, because again, quite a formulaic thing is that, um, like we're saying, either a career or there's one of them's now married to someone. There's some kind of roadblock in them getting together. So it's like. You're rooting for them, but you just need to get something out of the way. There's nothing really in this film that's in the way, other than the two of them kind of needing to work out that they actually yeah. are suited for each other. Yeah. She mm. clearly doesn't really like him at the start, does she? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it seems like a bit of a dick, but and <laughs> it's that's what like what to. Quacky, what did you think about? Because it's quite unusual in terms of structure, in the sense that. It's not like they instantly meet and don't get on. Exactly. It's like they go apart. Like Nicky was saying, they have time to themselves and then they come back. Hi, did mm. you did you like that? Did you think- yeah, like it, it goes to the age old thing of opposite attract kind of yeah. thing because Harry's completely different to the ways. I mean, the only thing that was common was the fact that both their names end with a Y. But anyway, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the so other thing with it is the fact that um, it still had a bit of con- convoluted way of them getting together because uh, she was with his neighbour and then they were both trying to hook each other's best friend up mm-hmm. uh, with one another and stuff so in a way it kind of just reaffirmed the whole thing of sexual frustration between mm-hmm. the, t- the two of them that kind of like 
it wasn't like it's weird because they clearly I mean they didn't know at the time but they clearly were sexually frustrated with each other Mm -hmm. and they still had that thing of they didn't like each other well Harry did definitely like um, Sally a lot more than Sally was led on however she kind of got charmed by him if you like for for another way of saying it so yeah it was just it was just a weird way of getting there but they did get there yeah because like you're saying how sally got charmed by him really when you are watching the first scene you're like there you know because it's a rom-com they're going to end up together but (laughs) i I, spoiler alert (laughs) yeah exactly spoiler but i kind of i remember the first time i watched it thinking they are so, like, she's just so irritated by him. And I know that's a trope. But I was thinking, right, there has there's going to have to be a lot of development for the two of them to end up together. Um, but interestingly, they actually, I'm sure I read in the initial, in the first draft of the script, they weren't going to end up together because the idea was they thought it was more realistic for them to just continue on as friends. But then, I think uh, Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner sort of decided for the right, sake of the movie, film, you need to just exactly make them end together. For the sake of the film, they do need to end up together. Nikki, do you think that was the right decision? Uh, at the end of the day, it was just a movie. But see, when I watch stuff like that, I go, right, they get married after like three months. You're yeah, like, that's yeah. never going to work. Yeah. They're just like going through this phase. And then, mm. I presume we've all obviously been in relationships before. At the start, you're all buzzing. And eventually I'm just like, oh my god, I can't be doing that. <laughs> like, it just happens, it happens with people, obviously, that find me irritating for some reason. <laughs> so, like, David? it's just you watch and you go, right, I mean, three months, you're like, you don't know each other. Yeah. Like, you've met each other, what, three or four times over the space of about ten years, then you just go, right, we love each other, let's just get married. That yeah, doesn't I just also, get rid of every issue there is. <laughs> I also thought that issue... I think the fact they end up together does kind of make sense in the plot of the film. But I agree, I think it seems really out of character that they would rush into get, mar- get married. Mm-hmm. They've both. I know Harry's been married before, but... And I know there's kind of the whole thing about, like, oh, like clock's ticking, but it is also... I think that element, I agree. I also thought that was a wee bit like, whoa, did they have to get married? Could it not have just been them together with the assumption they're going to get married? As a 32-year-old man, I was so glad to hear that the clock doesn't start ticking until you're 36. 36. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was no way are you 32. I am... Th- oh, thank God. Check you out. You're I'll, a mad blush. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be nice to you. You did not look 32. Yeah, I, I was surprised when you said that at the start. Jesus Christ, I was a guest 26. Oh, thank you. I had an this easy is the nicest I've ever been on this podcast. I'm usually. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't believe that. Jesus Christ, you look good for 32. Oh, well, thank you. older than but you look a lot younger. Than <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. As you were saying. <laughs> Nicky, you can slide into my DMs later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll be there. That freaks me out though because I'm pretty sure they're 32 in the film, are they not? Mm-hmm. I see people in films though, like I know. people in Greece, Greece were maybe like 
18 and they're all like 28. <laughs> you know, like, there's no way. You can make them a rough paper now and then. I know, because I feel like, maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's a sense in the film that it's like, they both had other relationships. A wee bit of a sense that they're kind of like, right, come on, you need to start being serious about it now, you need to find someone. And then now when you're like, wait, they're 32. That's, mm. <laughs> that's nothing. Like, you'd think the way they act, they'd be like maybe approaching 50 or something. Mm-hmm. That's always a thing with films. They always appear more mature than what they are puts it on screen and stuff like that. Exactly. I think it's just to give you more depth to the characters and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's my take on it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just because they want younger looking people. Mm-hmm. But the kind of mature storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, there was a quote that I read about it that I thought was quite good. It's saying just speaking about the kind of friendship and then going away and coming back and actually I think they are friends for about a year-ish towards the end so they're friends for a year so it is kind of fair enough but this quote was saying it's not necessarily about friendship leading to love but about how friendship is an important element of a relationship Quacky do you you think that is what the film's about or do you think think that's the fundamental message as opposed to men and women can't be friends (laughs) Um, that's one of them. I think the more other thing is like, and I mean, in this day and age, when you talk about relationships and stuff, you you do have to be mindful of, um, I call it hashtag Me Too kind of thing. Mm-hmm. However, it's kind of saying that to me, it's kind of saying opposites do attract, and obviously, like if. It's sometimes who you, who you feel as you because you know you always go back to this who's your type kind of thing and in this day and age where you have like tinder and whatever have you sometimes it could be good just to go outside what your norm is or what what you feel is your your tick boxes of what you're attracted to because sometimes your future soulmate could be somebody that you may find it's not what you're looking for. So I, that was my kind of takeaway from it. Yeah. Nikki, what do you think? Do you think it shows friendship Friendship will lead to love or that friendship's an important part of any relationship? Yeah, I think it's just an important part. I think yeah. I've got a lot of friends who are girls that it's just, that's just your friend. The yeah. same way anyone, like any of your friends are your friends, but it's completely different with someone that you're actually going to be in love with and then yeah. it is it's never I don't, I, in my opinion it would never work if you're not friends especially with someone like me where I take the piss out things a lot <laughs> so I think you would need to be like you need to understand their sense of humour and what they're like yeah so, so to you like someone like that the character that Billy Crystal plays Harry sorry so he's <laughs> obviously quite probably mm-hmm. unlovable really seems like sarcastic cheeky he's always deflecting things like quite closed off so you yeah. need to be friends with someone like that to un- yeah. understand that that's just what they're like they're not going to be a very open person and I so think, I think fact- it shows that it's just they need to be friends yeah and I think the fact she didn't like him when she first met him mm-hmm. shows they needed to be friends first uh, you can kind of think it's so the, first, the first thing I watched I thought it was saying like oh he was right all the time like mm-hmm. they needed they to have yeah. sex 
And then when you kind of think about it like the way you said it, you could think, oh, well, maybe it's that they needed to be friends rather than they needed to have sex. Because yeah, um, something I kind of noticed that I'd actually forgotten about was um, when we were talking about when she says about, oh, no, like, um, when she's talking to her friends about the clock ticking, she's like, no, no, that doesn't happen until I'm 36. Like, it's fine, I've still got a while. And so with her female friends, or just her other friends in general, she's quite, not guarded, but kind of uh, tries to sort of show a bit more of a carefree side. But it's only really with Harry that she's kind of like, and I'm going to be 40. Blah, blah, like, mm-hmm. so I feel like it, it shows they are friends. They're, I feel like they're almost, obviously at that point they're not romantic, but it is definitely a friendship in the sense that she can totally... That's the kind of one person that she's willing to well, kind of do you, break do down. Do you think that's realistic? Like, obviously being a, a, a woman. <laughs> that's actually that's, what it's like. That, 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 that She would talk to her friends about... She talks to her friends the film and she would talk to Harry the way she talks to him. Uh, I think it's not so much... Well, because that's why when I first said, oh, female friends, I thought, oh, no, actually... <laughs> I don't think it matters, but I think it just shows... Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily to do with the fact he's a guy and they're girls. I think it just proves that they do have a genuine friendship. Yeah. As opposed to it just being a friendship that was obviously going to lead to love and was always going to... I think it just shows they did have a solid friendship, (laughs) that she's actually willing... That's someone that she's clearly kind of comfortable enough to have a breakdown in front of. You do see that kind of, like... When it goes on, you see her getting more comfortable around him. Yeah. Because you can kind of confide in him. Even though he does seem kind of closed off at first. Yeah. Uh, I think they both do, and I think they both... I think he's sort of standoffish in the sense that he says... I see at the start when he says she's attractive. Yeah. I kind of felt that it was as if, like, like that's what he thought he should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's what... When he's been speaking to girls or women before... That's what, and he said he's been like, right, compliment their looks. But then she then like, doesn't care about compliment their looks. It's as if then you know, he would be kind of taken aback. Mm-hmm. As if like, what, what, like she doesn't, she's not bothered about it at all, doesn't care what he thinks about it. Yeah. So I think that's quite good as well. He then realises that like, his like, random compliment about her looks really means nothing. Yeah, it's not working this time. Like, <clears throat> do you think, Nikki? So obviously, Kwaku's saying the film is thirty-two. Do you think it feels outdated? Do you think there's any elements of it that? Oh, don't go! You can't watch that. Oh yeah, definitely. Anything from nineteen eighty-nine completely outdated. Honestly, in nineteen eighty-nine, or anything that age. Outdated. <laughs> so, um, honestly, no, I don't think it does. I think uh-huh. it feels better than rom coms feel now. Uh-huh. Like there was a big, there was a big spree of like Hugh Grant rom coms, uh-huh. where they were just like every one of them could be the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's just all apart from Love Actually, which is brilliant. Like there's loads of them that could just be the same thing, but yeah. there's always those wee odd ones that are brilliant. As you said earlier, unfortunately, a lot of them are about where they are. Yeah, but this one I think. See if this came out now, I think it would be massive. The yeah. last one I can mm-hmm. remember that was like this was Along Came Polly. Have you seen oh, that one with Ben yeah. Stiller in it? Oh, it's brilliant. I don't, I don't think that got the best reviews. To be I don't no, think that was. I remember but I watching. It. But see, when you were younger, just, like I watched the other day. 
so I like David Spade and David told me he was in Emperor's New Groove yeah. and I looked at it and I was like it got panned and made like no money but I was like everyone I know has seen that movie and likes I it love that. I, I don't know like, anyone so... that doesn't like it yeah. exactly then I read down and it said it topped all the DVD sales I was like see back then I don't think reviews actually like mattered as much as they do now because like See, again, see, when we were younger, did you really see what critics thought? Like, yeah. unless you were reading magazines and that, you just watched the movie. Mm-hmm. You went on the internet and going, what have people said about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as well, you, I'm quite bad for now, before I watch something, kind of just seeing what oh, I'm terrible for see. it. And I really let it judge my decision, but it's like you're saying. And you never agree my, with us, do you? Yeah. You, you watch it and you think, oh, I didn't think any of that. Yeah, but then it's like you're saying, there's stuff that I've loved from my childhood stuff like along King Polly but you look and it nothing like it's rubbish like I was shocked it was when David told me about Emperor's New Groove and I looked at it and it had like a like hundred million budget I, and it made like just over that in the box office and I was like like I said there I was like everyone I know has seen that and everyone loved it yeah I feel like it's one of those things that again everyone saw on DVD like I don't remember going and seeing it this I've never seen the movie but no. then you go well how much did that actually matter because we're talking about it now. I'm sure you remember loads of bits from it that were hilarious. Yeah. So you then go, well, why, why did, why did, why did? Now they put so much emphasis on that. Or it made like I give Triples a hard time for this because he'll do start the podcast and be like, had this much budget and how much did it make? And you think does that? Does, it doesn't really matter because a lot. Well, of I was gonna. I was gonna what ask, gonna what say? do you think? I was gonna ask, um, what do you think about when Harry met Sally? Do you think that was? I've got the stats here because I know David always likes to ask. So I was going to say, do you think that was a commercial? Do you think that was a box uh, office? Hit? I can't imagine it was. What, Quacky, what do you think? It didn't seem that high in a budget because there wasn't anything like grand. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'd I mean, say it was. It made like two or three times what, what the budget was. Okay, so the budget was 16 million. So I'll give you that as a base, which was more than I thought. When you think, um, I don't really. I agree, Quacker. I don't really know what the sixteen million was spent on. Large. I'll just go with sixteen times four, sixty-four. <laughs> okay, Quacky, what about you? I'm gonna go for a cool hundred. So it was ninety-two. So I mean, oh, like you said, is a lot closer then. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it didn't. It doesn't give a massive indication, but it was successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It also did get nominated I was quite surprised it got nominated for quite a few BAFTAs Oscars and I wouldn't have thought I thought it was good and it would have been considered a good film but I wouldn't have thought it'd be award yeah material I just think as I said I think films are so much different then yeah like, I think there were a lot more like remember you used to get Adam Sandler films or every film he just played <laughs> an idiot yeah and they were always funny and you don't get that anymore it's just a mm-hmm. stupid person <laughs> Like Billy Madison, when he goes back to school, it never happened. He was going, right, it's just Adam Sandler film, and that's that. <laughs> I, well. I think, as well, with a lot of these types of films, you can put it on, and obviously there's some kind of rogue bits in it, but you kind of know for the large part it's going to just be a safe, easygoing film. You can watch it with anyone, but I know what you mean with Aye, maybe more exactly. modern films, it's a bit more. I struggle to get through films a lot of the time, and then yeah. films like that, like there's a film Dirty Work that guy was talking about there, Norm MacDonald. And it's, it's when you watch it, if you really pay attention, it's rubbish. But it's even it's just yeah. on, 
in school, right? It's just funny. They're falling about and stuff, and it's just, <laughs> you just put it on and not think about it. But uh, Quacky, what do you think? Do you think this film, if it had never been made, do you think it could have been made for the first time nowadays? Do you think, or do you think people wouldn't agree with it? Like uh, oh. nowadays, if it came out for the first time. I think if it's like nowadays, it would have been like been or seen it, done it, wore the t-shirt, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. But at that time, it it came in at the right time to be a future classic, which it is now. Um, I just think if it was now, also it would have been a bit too given the the way the world is with technology, social media, that, yeah. Tinder, and all that kind of stuff. I think it would have been. Like you would forgive the directors if they went down a route of, like, yeah, I mean, if we're gonna put it in this terms, right? Harry, uh, Sally would have swiped right on, I uh, swiped left on Harry on Tinder, <laughs> and then five years later would have swiped right on them. If you know what I mean. So. It's funny you say that because I actually read an article on someone that was saying, oh, this is what it'd be like if it was written now. And it was saying the exact same, like, it would have been in that sort of space in between Harry would have had Tinder, Sally would have had it. And it was also saying, like, stupid stuff, like, oh, I bet they would have, you know, because Sally's so organised, she would have added him on Facebook before their car ride. Mm-hmm. And then it would have been, like, years later, she would have unfriended him just clearing out her social mm-hmm. media. And that's when he would have noticed and been like, wait, hold on. Sally. I thought we were... <laughs> Exactly. I, I think, see, back then, I think things were quite ahead of their time. Yeah. Like, so, see that? Like, see, again, I bring up the fact they'd seen a hard down the fake orgasm. I think, see, back then, they'd have probably been like, oh, I think it's shocking. But yeah. see, now I, I was slagging Star Wars last the couple <laughs> weeks ago because there was two male characters in that, which the whole time you think they're going to kiss and then they just don't. And you're like, that's clearly just people have been like, oh, no, we're not ready for that. Yeah. And you're like, just go for it. Do it. Just, just do it, not for the reasons I've been like, right, we need to represent people. Just, if it seems like it should happen, just do it. Yeah. But back then, it seems like because there wasn't as much money involved, it was just like, oh, and it was, another thing I've made a point about before is, usually with American TV programmes, there's like, teams and teams of writers. So everything's really diluted. But it's see like films like this, where it's one, like Rob Reiner and... I keep forgetting her name. Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron. So it's just basically two people that have just made this from their points of view. So it's like seems mm-hmm. like what it's actually like, rather than like things like what Disney do, where it's like teams and teams of people putting ideas in. Well, I was going to add as well. It feels like I could be wrong, but just from what kind of both uh, Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron have said in subsequent interviews, it feels like. They almost went in with a finished script, but they weren't precious about it. Like they were mm-hmm. happy enough to, for example, like we're saying that famous scene. That was Meg Ryan suggested that, and they were like, "Yeah, let's let's try it, let's do it." Because I feel like if it like like you're saying like a Disney film with a room full of writers, once yeah. it kind of goes into production, they're making it the way it's written. So yeah, like the idea, it felt I, a lot more like freedom. Right like what you're like what you're saying it's, it's just like is it funny and then yeah. that's it like yeah. Jerry Seinfeld said when he was making Seinfeld they got Michael Richards in to do Kramer and when he'd done the audition he said he was amazing and the head of NBC went well I mean if you're looking for funny 
And he was like, what else? What else are we looking for? He was like, it's a comedy programme. He was like, just, just be funny. And that is it. So that's it. It's just Meg Ryan, just do, do something funny. And that, that's all we need. Yeah. And it's still the most famous moment. Because <laughs> it seems, it seems real, doesn't it? And then the line after it. I remember my dad used to say it when I was younger. He was still talking about it and I didn't know like what it meant. My dad loves films like this. Like, yeah. That's like Annie Hall and all that. He just loves them. And I never understood it, obviously, until I was older. And then watched it and then you go, oh, all right. <laughs> it then makes sense to me. Um, and so are there any films just because the only ones you've kind of mentioned so far have been Woody Allen films. Do you Woody think there's Allen any films. other rom-coms that would compare to it? Other than Woody um, Allen? Oh, I not that I've seen it anyway. No. Nah, I don't know. It's hard to be rom-coms, isn't it? There yeah. is, like, there, there's loads of comedies that have got romantic elements. Yeah. But I think you're more going to get it with, like, with sitcoms now. Like, yeah. I don't like the Big Bang Theory, but programmes like that where it's got a lot of time to kind of Mm-hmm. to dwell over it in Seinfeld where you kind of think oh, they're going to get together at some point and then I I think sitcoms have got more of a chance of it to develop I don't know if any of have seen Curb Your Enthusiasm but yeah, Larry yeah. David's got his wife in that uh-huh. and it is when you watch it you're like that is the debates you have with someone you're going out with where it's mm-hmm. just like they'll look at you and just think what like, what the fuck is he doing <laughs> and it is more it's more natural as I think Rom-coms and films well, in general have got such a short time to kind of get that across. Well, the film that I was going to say, and I can totally see if someone would disagree, but I was going to say something like, and for a totally different reason, not to do with time, but I was going to say Love Actually, purely in the sense of, because there is so many plots rammed into that film, that there's got to be one, like none of the, well, some of them feel no. like, form, like they followed the kind of formula. But there's a couple that you think are kind of showing something fresh, something quacky. What about you? Nah, it's hard with something fresh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like you say, everything feels like it's been done. But... The closest I've seen to stuff like that is like not another teen movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's the closest I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just thought of something, you know, when you were talking about the. If it was made now, yeah. I'm sorry to say, but Harry, if Harry just seems like the kind of guy that would say hello with an unsolicited dick pic. Yeah. Yeah, he does, eh? Yeah. Or like, where's my hug? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, see yeah. how we're talking about it? A rom-coms, as good as it gets, in Jack Nicholson film. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I haven't in years, but, yeah. That was another one that my dad told me to watch. That mm-hmm. was just, I kept, I was watching, you're watching at the start, and he's, He's awful, just an awful person. And then as it goes on, he's good at the end. But seeing if that came out now, the fact that of how horrible he is at the start, you wouldn't you wouldn't get over it as quick because you would go, well, he's just he's a horrible person. Well, it's nice at the end to just her and the the gay person that he hates at the start. You go, well, he's still been horrible to a lot of other people. Funnily enough, when you started seeing that, that reminded me of like Groundhog Day, but I think that could easily get made now. Yeah. It, you know, that, that See, idea. I like hated say, Groundhog Day. <gasps> we had to watch that for this podcast. Love I Groundhog Day. I couldn't start. I just think, so because <laughs> I'd heard so much about it and then uh, watched it, 
I was just like, because you've heard your whole life seems something happens over and over again. People go, oh, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. So I just thought all this stuff and then watched it. And it's just, it is funny. Old money's hilarious. Like and in, in fairness, in, looking at it from a rom-com point of view, the romance in that is rubbish, though. Like, <laughs> what's her uh, What's her name? Andy McDellett. She's so, like, wooden and, like... And just watch yeah. him being funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think in terms of rom com it'd be a kind of comparable to Inherent Sally, but um, a lot of the, the, I was I was saying earlier the Adam Sandler films, loads of those films back then are just this is the guy and just watch him being funny. And then now it's kind of it, thankfully it's went away for that with a lot of other films. Uh-huh. But at that point it was just this person that's probably been on S N L and watched yeah. them being in a comedy film. Do you think um, the type of film it is and the kind of what it says about relationships, do you think it's a good Valentine's Day film or do you think it's more, like, do you think it would be good to put on with the intention of being like, oh, here's a nice romantic film? No, because I think I'm <laughs> too much like what the characters like, so they'll be like, you're, you're like that prick. <laughs> no, not for me, no. Quacky, what do you think? Um, I think it's more gonna sound weird, more of a Christmas film. Yeah. No, no. See when you get older you start to realise that Christmas films aren't the things you watch at Christmas. Like yeah. I watch The Simpsons at Christmas. Just because yeah. I don't know why it just feels Christmassy. You got into the routine of it, yeah. Uh, it's things you done when you were younger. Yeah. So I'd agree with you. I could see watching this well, at I'd Christmas. A- I'd agree with you as well in terms of or even just around that period because obviously it ends on like Hogmanay, like New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It does feel like a festive. See, I related to that where I, I always feel miserable on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Because it's like, it's Christmas Eve, Christmas is good because you're just with your family. But New Year's Eve is one of those nights where it's like you need to go out, you need to have fun. And yeah. you're just like, oh, what am I going to do here? You need to go out and talk to loads of people. Yeah. And it just seems like more trouble than it's worth. Well, I, yeah, I love that setting for it. Um, and I, again, it's another kind of cliche, but the whole like, Oh, just at midnight, he catches her just in time. Like, it feels like a proper, like, catching someone at the airport moment, but... I like friends. Yeah, I think it works in this film because they have kind of played with... They've not... And they do show the negative connotations about... Or the negative parts about them both. Mm Mm-hmm. Not not as much Meg Ryan, but there's not as much, like... Not as many negative things about her. She just seems nice. I and think, she seems a lot more real, like in the moment, than he is. Yeah, I think her thing's meant to be high maintenance. But I don't think it's. I don't think they play up to it as much as rom coms would later on, where it's meant to be the kind of highly strung woman, like you know, Aye, like um, what's called like knocked some, up. Oh, see films like that. When yeah. You're watching, you're like, I should, should, there's, you, I've never met any girl like this. Yeah. Just, what is the film? Go. This isn't what people talk like. Or what anyone is like. Because I, I think in, you could kind of argue, I guess, that, um, yeah, like, she probably is a early example of, like, that character. But it's just been, they've just taken her out of a normal context and really ramped her up. Because supposedly, like, we're saying how Nora Ephron um, said it was uh, Sally's sort of inspired by her. Um, apparently she was on an airplane once. And she put in an order for a drink and the woman was like, oh my God, have you ever seen that film When Harry Met Sally? You're just like Sally. Because her drink was that's so amazing. specific and she was like, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, that's me. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, I love that. The thought that she's literally just like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> that's, when, that's when films and stuff are at their best, when it's people just writing about what they know. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I've, like every, just about every film that I like, every sitcom and stuff, is people have just made characters based on them, an exaggerated version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's people, like friends that they've actually spoken to. So it's like, like if it's a man that wrote it, but girls in it, you're like, right, that's what girls actually speak like. Or yeah. bridesmaids, when Chris O'Dowd comes in it, you're like, right, that's what, that's what guys are actually <laughs> like. It's not yeah. like, oh, look, look at this idiot. It's like, yeah. no, that's what guys. It's just normal. But you, it's the, it's the jokes are funny. It's not like Truff, Truffles was saying to me the other day. It's like, is we were trying to talk, we were talking about writing something, and he was like. It's the the jokes need to be funny, not the characters. Are, yeah. Like the characters aren't made to be the joke. Yeah. It's that the, the actual mm-hmm. dialogue's funny. Yeah. It's not that you go and mm-hmm. go oh, look at You're that, look at at that stupid character. It's the, what they're saying is funny. So Quacky, what do you? What would you? I was gonna say what would your rating be, but first I was gonna say, what do you think? There's any other rom coms better than it, or do you think it's the best? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, it's, it's the best I've seen because it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> so oh, really? oh my god! <laughs> I, 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 I can't think of any actual rom coms I've watched. To be honest with you, and um, yeah, so yeah, no, it, it's it, it's something I would watch again. I would watch again. I wasn't completely blown away by it, mm-hmm. but no, it was it was serviceable. It was good. It was good. What would your rating be then? What do you think your final score would be? I'll give it a seven and a half. All right, okay, Nikki. What about you? Do you think there's any better rom coms? I and I know I don't want to keep talking about the island. I think Annie Hall's the best rom com I've ever yeah. seen. I and love, I just, love I don't Annie think Hall. there's anything that will ever top that. Yeah, I think it's it's perfect in every way. But I'd give this about a, a seven, seven or an eight. See, I think I'd give it an eight and a half. The film, I think. I, really. I think is yeah, I think what have what have you? Is there anything you've seen that you think better? Better, I think. Um, in terms of an actual rom com, I really like again Annie Hall. That was like my favourite film for years. And then, like you said, it kind of gets soured a wee bit by. Yeah, then you're just like, then I'll be someone else. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, in terms of ticking the boxes of being romantic and being comedy, yeah, I, th- I think did I say eight point five? Or any, have I bumped up? Seven point five, eight point five, eight point. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick with an eight point five. Just go with a ten. ten oh. Just keep bumping. <laughs> oh, you know what it's balancing to ten. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So, is there anything else any of you wanted to say about it, or is it? Oh no, we'll go on to the news and bite. Okay. Yeah, a lion does not concern themselves with the opinion of sheep, Nicky. Uh, I did have a couple of things that I wanted hey, to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, you know, I, I had a few things I wanted to say. Like, see, in terms of new rom-coms, would you shut up for a wee second? Don't <laughs> um, but in terms of new rom-coms, I think uh, The Big Sick is a really good one. If anyone's not seen that with Camille Nanjani, uh, Amazon oh, original. That is good, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that's really good. In terms of all time, this is up there, but I've got a... Uh, I've got a soft spot for Pretty Woman, I have to say. Uh, yeah, I like uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, yeah, good soundtrack, good soundtrack. But uh, the news. Did you know you spotted that for the first time the other day, Truffles? Yeah, yeah, it was like a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, that's interesting. Really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pulling you up, same as if you don't like it. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just saying it's interesting. That's fair enough. Um, that didn't sound like I was pulling you up. I was just asking. Something else that's interesting is uh, Christopher Plummer died. Um, obviously, we need to talk about this, Grace. Um, obviously, great actor, Sound of Music, um, All the Money in the World. Grace, so great out. actor. <laughs> Grace, could be, Grace, is, Grace is a great actor. But great interview. A great, fantastic interview. The, the next Jackie Bird. But, um, <laughs> Grace, what's your, um, what's your sort of uh, thoughts on Christopher Plummer? Like, were you a fan of him in the movies you've seen him in and all that? Um, to be honest, I think the only films I'd seen him in, well, when he died, the first film I thought of was The Sound of Music. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. And I totally forgot. Well, not forgot, but maybe I just didn't realise that he was in Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. So then I, then I had a, more of an appreciation. And I didn't realise, because obviously that only came out, he was still meant to be making films now. Like, he was still signed up to films. Mm-hmm. So then I have a lot of respect, because I think he was like 91 or something. He was still meant to be making films. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Fair play. My favourite yeah, exactly. thing, thing about him is that um, he came and gave the dip middle finger with Ridley Scott to Kevin Spacey. After, like, because all the money in the world was about to come out, and then the scandal oh. Kevin Spacey came out, and Ridley Scott's like, Nope, not giving this nonsense any screen time. And Christopher Palmer's like, I'll help you, mate. I'll help you. So that's, my, <laughs> that's what I'm doing in memory of him. And Nikki, what were your thoughts, Christopher Palmer fan? Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really know who he was, but I have seen him when I was younger. I was a really big fan of the Pink Panther, and he, nice. he was in the return of the Pink Panther, which mm. <laughs> I was a big fan of. Nice. I love um, that. I liked him in that. I love that. Uh, Quacky. Mate, I just, when I looked him up, I was in, I recognised this guy for some reason. That's what it was, Return of the Pink Panther. Everyone's coming up to Nicky like, it's time to music. No, even nicer. No. <laughs> 1978, Return of the Pink Panther. Return of the Pink Panther. That's the one. Uh, Quacky, um, have you seen Sound of Music? No. Oh my God. Uh, well, we, we, I'm sure we could have all bet on that. Put that in. No. Put no. sound of music on the spreadsheet then. That's all I'll say. Uh, but there is another. Uh, Duffy, we did decide though that Quasi gets to pick a film and he's going to host it. No one decided. A, a campaign oh, was mentioned. The people decided. A campaign I, 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 was excuse mentioned. Me. Excuse me. What, with Black History Month coming, is this how you repay me? Oh, this is the time. <laughs> this is this is the time you would you oh, want uh, to bring that up. Yes. Really yes. Right yes, people. I am. Fully loaded with the race card. <laughs> I am, really, I am really opening up the wallet. I am pulling out said card. I'm placing it dead center oh, on the table. If this was a game of poker, Quacku just won by playing that. Anyway, the Super Bowl was on Sunday, which I'm sure none of us actually cared about. Well, well, okay, I watch it up to the halftime show, then go to bed. See, I I would do that, but I'm just not a big fan of the weekend. I can't do it for anything. I don't know how you do it staying up to watch. No, because the halftime show is always amazing. It's the halftime show when... Um... Quacky, I guarantee you, I will never be amazed by anything like that. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I will not be amazed. Nicky was amazed once. It, it was 1998. Um, but I was uh... two years old. Yeah. Quacky, just, Quacky, just to remind you, 1998, I was two years old. <laughs> I was a oh, newborn. You were nine. <laughs> Grace, I, Grace was a newborn. Grace, Grace is... Uh, <laughs> you, 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 
At least Clark is not here. Yeah, you might be two years old, but you were a prick as well. <laughs> well, listen, the reason I usually like the Super Bowl is because you usually get hundreds of movie trailers and stuff, but obviously with cinemas being shut and uh, studios being on their fucking hands and knees asking for money, uh, that wasn't happening when they charged like two million dollars oh, a slot. Uh, we got old and Aquaku. I know that you have opinions on the old trailer uh, by my man M Night Shyamalan. So, what what were your thoughts on uh, this trailer I'm that you had to watch? Um, yeah, uh, like what the hell was that? <laughs> 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 it's like some kids playing at a beach. I was just like, wow. <laughs> it's like what else was there to it? Like I didn't get it. Like I mean, the kids then turned into no longer kids. I, I think that mm-hmm. was the main... You're saying that as though they're just building sandcastles, you know what I mean? That's that's not what occurred at all. Oh, you know? so I was I was just distracted. I was just like, all right, they're playing. They're still playing. <laughs> they're still playing. Have you Did missed you the point I mean, a trailer, a trailer is meant to grab you to make you watch it, and I was just like, they're still playing. I, you have to look at that and go, oh, why are they older? Yeah, but they're still playing. What? <laughs> Did you watch so the first 10 seconds on Luke? I, I, I watched it twice and I was just like, they're still playing. Trouble, I, I have I, the same I, opinion about this. I have every trailer. They it just looks do. interesting. They all look good. Every trailer looks good. Every trailer you look and go, that looks cool. Okay. I'm not a big M. Night Shyamalan fan. Mm-hmm. Apart from mm-hmm. me and you went and seen Split together. That yeah. was amazing. Apart from, so this is a story. Me and Truffles <laughs> were filming like a Wednesday night, right? There was like me and him and maybe like 10 other people. Everyone's just sitting watching the film. Split kind of finishes and you see Bruce Phyllis in it. Truffles stands up <laughs> in the middle of the cinema and is like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was so a marking moment. Stop but... watching the film and is just looking at him. I was coming out of that movie thinking this is an average 7 out of 10. Don't quite get it. Twist the end. And then I was like, oh my God, it's a secret sequel to Unbreakable, Nicky. How can I not stand up? And everyone else should be standing up. I was there with him at this point, right? A pretty understated fellow, to say the least. And I've not seen him Unbreakable. And I was like, and he's going, it's it's him from Unbreakable. And I was like, that's cool, man. That sounds really good. I've not had a moment like that in a cinema, man. Like that, I was so excited by and that. And you couldn't have been with a worse person. I know. You, killed, <laughs> you sapped my excitement, as you do with everything. Uh, Grace, Grace, we've had from Kwaku uh, that this movie is uh, a tutorial on how to build sandcastles. Uh, Nikki, Nikki just hates movie trailers. What's your opinion? But I genuinely think it looks quite good. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. that. I thought it looked, to steal Nikki's word, interesting. But then the bit I found really cringe was was it mon- one of the mums goes, "There's something wrong with the beach," and then you're like, "Ah, oh, right, okay." Like <laughs> I hated that as well. You're like, I, we get it, it's the beach." Yeah, just but that you don't one line. To it. Yeah, I just thought that one line was really cringy. I thought the idea I was I like I was a bit intrigued. Like, oh, what? Yeah. That seems almost like the plot twist that could be like the plot twist of the film or something. It's obviously not. If they're putting it in the trailer, but you think uh, there's something what more is there? Yeah. In the Shamlands, like, like I was saying this earlier on, Black Mirror episodes, everyone you watch, you're like, hey, this is good, but you're like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah. There's something that you're they're waiting. going to say at the end, you're like, this is what it actually is. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. like, right, that's out of the way. Now I can enjoy this. Yeah. 
See, every film like that, you're just like, right, well, what is it? Why are they, why are they aging? Have you ever seen um, the BBC one where it's like Inside Number Nine? Yes. Yeah, I think some and of those... That's good. I, I think that some of them are really hit and miss, and I think the ones that are missed... It's the same as Black Mirror. Some, like, yeah. some are brilliant, and some you're just like, this is ridiculous. But the ones that are big misses is because they're trying too much to do a twist mm. and to be like, whoa. And you know it's coming. Yeah, and you're like, well, all right, okay. But you're yeah. like, I couldn't have guessed that, like... Or I could have so easily guessed. Yeah, that. exactly. What I was I was saying earlier on the one one Black Mirror episode I've liked recently was Dark Museum or something it was called. Yeah. And it was really really long, and you know a twist coming. But at yeah. the end, I was kind of like, right, that's not what I would have thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Because it because it was so simple, that it yeah. was like, right, she's been related to this for the whole time. Yeah. So you're like, right, that's a simple twist. But it's the ones like see what you're saying behind side number nine. It's when try and make it really complicated. And yeah, then like this is just silly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, the, with regards to this, like, the term that's been thrown about is Shyamalanasons. Yeah. Like, people are saying we're in the middle of the Shyamalanasons after. Yeah, stuff. Because you're too. much more, you've got an insatiable, like, curiosity or, like, love for film that, than what I have. Like, you'll just, you're happy to go along for the ride. Yeah. But as I'm well, like, we, right, we you need to sell this, this to me. I, I find myself, find, I'm finding it harder to be critical these days. You know, you I'm, just I'm like you. You just like movies, whereas yeah. I'm like I want to be, I yeah. want to be sold on the Demand, movies. Demanded. Yeah, David, not gonna lie, you're the. I've not watched it yet because I was waiting to finish the TV series first. But um, you're the only person I know that's liked Malcolm and Marie so far. I, I've been. I, I've not seen it, but I like it because Kid Cudi's involved, and I love Kid Cudi. <laughs> I've not seen it yet because I was watching Euphoria first, yeah. and I wanted to finish that just before I watched that. Um, but everyone else I know said it's awful, and you've said it's, it's really good, so I'm curious. It's interesting, like, okay. when, when you watch it, because I was going to do a review on the YouTube channel, so if you want to jump on that, like... The I'll save it, it to be the YouTube channel, I'll do it on camera. Oh my yeah. God, so vain. <laughs> um, what was interesting about it for me, though, was it's very much carried by the strength of John David Washington and Zendaya, uh-huh. who are electric, but there are very problematic elements out with that. Ah, uh, um, okay. I will say, to be honest with you, it's it's tough. It's a tough one. But listen, that was a good show, guys. I very much enjoyed hearing you talk. Grace, <laughs> Grace Kwakunaki. Yeah, what <laughs> a, a fantastic crew talking about when Hanny met Sally. Um, oh, oh, is that finished? I was quite enjoying myself there. Yeah, you're, you're finished. <laughs> Tell you what, Grace is a, a much better host than me. Oh. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. 100%. Man. I thought we were going to get sacked. Um, un- unfortunately, oh, you're, 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 I'm unsackable these days. You're already been sacked. I'm, Nikki, I'm going to get an awful morning now. From- <laughs> the thing is, like, Nikki's never don't been sacked. Don't Nikki's never been sacked before, so we don't know if he's sackable or not. No, 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 let's but, get into this. I was actually sacked. Sorry, 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 sorry. Computer says no. Uh, Nikki will unfortunately be back next time with me, uh, Jack Higgins, and Ian Shearer will be hosting Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, until then, it's goodbye for me and for everyone else. Goodbye. Goodbye.